Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. My name is Dilta Daherty and in this podcast series, I will be speaking to investors, advisors, entrepreneurs and recruiters who are based all over the world and I'll be chatting about how to set up, scale and operate a world-class recruitment company. This is an interview from last week when we went to Dublin. I've been doing rec to rec for people in Dublin or people moving to Dublin from Australia back home for you know nearly five years now and this is the first time I've been over to visit people and kind of get amongst it and it was really great and we've lots of listeners to the podcast who are based there and this guest is Kate Fennelly she works for my buddy Dara Everard and at Aircoo who used to be part of the Anderson Partnership a large recruitment company based out of Australia and uh, Kate would be a top performer in their business, a global top performer when it was part of the, the larger business and very much the shining light of Dara's team at Aircoo. She listens to the podcast, which, which I, I was really happy to hear. Um, and she did mention that there probably isn't enough female founders and inspirational leaders on the podcast i'm really trying to change that and well it starts with getting her on and she's excellent interesting some of the things that make her good at recruitment she's very service orientated so she doesn't want to let anybody down and she's quite obsessive and it seems to really both of those things mixed together with a really hard work ethic really sets her apart. She seems to join the dots a wee bit quicker than, than most people because she came from quite a high-level um, hospitality management background. She was used to lots of moving parts and things going wrong and having to work on the weekends. And she came into recruitment really appreciative of what it could offer. And she's absolutely made the most of it. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you are a female listener of this podcast and you're in recruitment, you want to chat about it, I'd love to have you on. I don't want this to be just a bit of a boys club. So do reach out. If you're anyway a founder who wants to come on, uh, hit me up. I am always looking for good guests. We can come to you if we are doing a few in your city. So reach out, get in touch. We're fastly approaching 100,000 downloads, so really exciting times here. Anyway, over to Kate, and much thanks for her for coming on and sharing her journey and thoughts and experiences. I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsors. We're very fortunate to be partnered with Hinterview and with JobAdder. And this came about because we use both products in how we recruit. Um, we've, we've been with JobAdder since we started out, really. It was the first one that we, uh, we found that like, it just suited the way that we work. They're their sales team was really good their support team was good and then the product has definitely improved over the years but it's always had that user-friendly quality and it's you know its integrations have been really good and 
you know, it comes at a good price point. Hinterfuge being a more recent uh, addition to what we do. Um, more and more, it's getting harder to get people engaged online because there's so much noise out there. And, you know, it, it there's some things that it does really, really well, Hinterview. We use it to message people and on their Hintro uh, bit on LinkedIn. And we find our response rate has increased by about 70% since we started using it. People just don't like they, they're just bored of copy and pasted messages and automation tools and, and that. So if you can spend the time to really tell people why you want to speak to them, it tends to get a better response. Also, you're able to record your candidates and present them to your clients and in, in the interview form. And I think that is really like a game changer for anybody that's doing international recruitment where there's more trust in terms of you, know, you can't always meet them face to face. So you're able to really, you know, see that they are what they say they are and just get a better feeling for rapport. So uh, big, really appreciate the relationship we have with uh, both products and we stand by recommending them on the podcast. Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. I'm joined here by Kate Fennelly from Erku. How are you, Kate? Not bad, not bad at all. Great to be here. Organized by 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, Kate. I've, uh, I've come over to interview your boss, Dara, yeah. mm-hmm. which are much more interesting. <laughs> and people in the market are starting to say, it's Kate's company. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Don't say that to him. <laughs> Let's speak in the microphone a little bit. Edit, edit that out. Um, no, I think, um, I suppose I'm probably one of the longest people in the business. So yeah, I think uh, probably makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what, you're, how long have you been in recruitment for? Three and a half years, maybe slightly over actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three and a half years, and this has been your only recruitment job. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And mm-hmm. um, how'd you get into it? It's a funny one. Um, so there's kind of two parts to the story. Uh, well, I have a degree in hospitality management, so I've only kind of ever worked, ever worked in customer facing roles. And mm. um, starting in retail, and um, working in food and beverage, retail management, more kind of the corporate side of food and beverage. Big into that, so I suppose that's probably the reason I, I kind of stayed in that line of business for a while. But a friend of mine who studied the same course as me actually, and um, when she came back from New York. She met up with, with a recruitment firm um, in Dublin and she came back from doing 80 hour weeks in Manhattan and they spoke to her and they said, look, would you think about going into recruitment? Mm. And she was like, didn't think about it, but you know, tell me a bit more. So they were like, look, it's Monday to Friday, 40 hours a week. And she was like, sold, don't yeah. tell me anything more. She worked every Christmas since she was 18. So she got into recruitment. And I remember, I, I was in my last year of college at the time, but I was really interested in, in what she was doing. So I remember I asked her about it a lot, and I was like, so how's it going at the start? She was like, Kate, I've Saturdays off. Like, I can, mm. I can go out for lunch and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, Were and you working in hospitality all the way through? Yeah, I was in food and beverage mainly, so all nights, weekends, Christmas, waitressing, everything. waitressing yeah, managing, yeah. 
And um, so um, I remember as the months went on, when I was asking her about it, she got a little bit less enthusiastic about it. And it was yeah. kind of like, mm, yeah, it's pretty full on. And then towards the end, she was like, hey, I hate it. It's not for me. And uh, she was like, it's so, everyone is there to make money. Everyone is, uh, you never know what way your day starts or begins. It's all about sales, all about targets. And everything she was saying to me, I was like, huh. that's a bit of me. Yeah. <laughs> and, but but now, I suppose, she's in a job where she, she it's administration, it's organization, she knows what she does all the time. I would hate that personally. Yeah. So, I would hate it too. Yeah, not not something that I'm, I suppose, my, where my strengths are, just something I, I don't like. So you knew to go into recruitment after your degree straight away? No, I, I, I think... Um, I stayed in retail and food and beverage because I suppose that was something I was interested in. And what I actually, I, I got away from a lot of, well, not pure weekend work, but I, I kind of got better working hours. I was working more daytime. And, and I suppose then I got to a stage where I was progressing quickly within that industry, but also knew that my earning capability firstly was was. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Um, I did it for a long time. Yeah. So. And I suppose my, my last Christmas in in, in food and beverage or retail, I was working till 10 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve and I was in on Stevens to say at 7 in the morning and I remember messaging into my girls group going, not, I'm not doing this next year, next year I'm having Christmas off like you guys and I kind of felt, I suppose I'm running someone else's business, I'm mm. putting blood, sweat and tears into this because I suppose that's what I do in any job I do, I, I work hard and I kind of felt, okay, if I ever do this again, it's for me yeah. and it's my business or I'm out. So then a friend of mine had started with uh, Walker or Sterling Anton previously, um, yeah. uh, Urku turned uh, <clears throat> um, in from Sterling, I should say, into Urku. Um, and he actually was trying to sell it to my brother, who was in sales at the time. Yeah. And I was like, what about me? And he kind of said, would you think about it? And I said, yeah, I definitely would. I have thought about it. He said, look, come in for a chat with Dara. Yeah. And then the rest is history. And. <laughs> <laughs> The nature of the business, mm -hmm. of every recruitment business, whether people admit it or not, is that one in three might survive mm -hmm. in an 18-month period. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys in a startup mode were yeah. no different. How did you survive and the other two not? Well, again, a couple of things I would say um, is that I... Firstly, I took a big salary cut. When I say big, I mean, for me, it was big at, at, at the time. Yeah. I had a degree in, in a field that I'd worked in. So I kind of, I felt when I was going into this that I was like, right, Kate, you've now changed your yeah. whole career. You I was 27. Okay, right. So it's time to get kind of serious, It was sink or right? swim, like get yeah. in and, and, and... I was 27 when I got in. Yeah, so I kind of felt I was a little bit older than, than some people who may have started starting in recruitment, but I also didn't have kids, didn't have a mortgage, yeah. didn't have dependents. It was, the, it, was, it was a time that I could take a risk, mm. but I also kind of felt, look, you know, if, if you're leaving what you've studied and done your whole life, make it work. So I kind of, I kind of put myself under a bit of pressure, I think. Yeah. Um, do you still do that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Every day? Yes. <laughs> How do you medicate that? How do you manage that? Um You're gonna tell me badly. Darren <laughs> Darren manages me. No, do you know what I I suppose I have always probably been harder on myself than anyone else is yeah. when it comes to work and I always want to you know, I remember my first year in in the Anderson partnership and we kinda of had this um 
you know, the, the year and they were kind of the top 10 people in the business. And I yeah. was like, I want to be there next year. And I just had it in my head. I was like, I want to be there next yeah. year. I think I was 49 in my first year. And then I was like two in my second year. So it was number one. Um, oh, I don't know. One of the girls in Australia. Yeah. Um, I should know. But <laughs> I was two or three, I think, in, in my second year. But I, I just had my eyes on the prize was that. And I kind of felt, look, it's, it's doable. Do, do you think that's an obsessive thing that you have? Yeah, a little bit. Um, we just I, think about it all the time. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is... You're like my only female listener. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. You and my No, do you know what it is? I re- like. I think my the, the work I came from was I'm a people pleaser. Like, you know, and I think in this, you're people pleasing everyone. So you've, you've, you've got candidates, clients mm-hmm. and everything in between that you're like trying to make all the... The, the pieces bring all the pieces together and I think that's something you know when I in my first job in customer service I was always the person that went to the you know the I took a complaint I was like I'm going to turn this around this is for me yeah. and the, the hardest person to deal with I was like I'll take it you know I think yeah. it was I don't know a bit of a dog with a bone <laughs> how long did it take you to get good at it um I would say I took to it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I would say when I first started, what frustrated me was that because, again, I'm big into customer service, inside, outside, work, sure. everything. Um, I suppose one thing that frustrated me was not knowing, I, I, I specialise in accounting and finance, mm. and not knowing what an accountant uh, does. And I kind of felt, am I, I'm, I feel like I'm spoofing, I don't know what I'm talking about. But then I quickly learned that I don't need to be an accountant to do this. I just yeah. have to understand why where they fit and why and what that what makes sense and from the client's point of view is what they want and why yeah. and, and, and and make those two pieces fit but at the start that that was certainly something that frustrated me is kind of feeling like but but how do i know you know but i think i i was really i was shocked that within four or five weeks i i i knew what i was talking about and um, so it was a really quick learning curve i think and um, maybe having dealt with people and, and, and in working in customer service my whole life it maybe it was, it was a bit quicker but yeah. yeah and I think another thing I suppose I started with the business when we were relatively new and um, so you know when I first came in no one really knew who, who we were at the start so I suppose every role that no it's Kate's company yeah no it's mine <laughs> no it's her no but um to, to, to quote another point <laughs> But I, I, um, I suppose when I first came in, um, the role, uh, what I think is, the roles that we were getting on were, mm. were probably ones that other firms weren't filling. Um, and we were getting a chance on roles. And I suppose I, I genuinely think that's where, why I've been successful because mm. I suppose my thing has always been make it really easy yeah. for the client. So next time they're hiring, they think of me. What success do you know? Um... Hmm. I think what I really get my kicks out of, honestly, yeah. is, is placing the right person in the right job, you know, knowing it, knowing it works and seeing someone do well in a company. Yeah. Like what I love is like placing someone in a business and then they hire again on their team and I'm the one that helps them. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it just, you know, knowing that someone has gone into a business, they've developed and now they're hiring around them. Like, you know, to be able to see that happen is, is yeah. really great. And what motivates you? What motivates me? Yeah. Um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase it. Um, you're 
they interact, interact, we look at people at what stage of the career they've been. And I've been in your, the stage that you're in right mm. now, and that's a pivotal point where you're like, I'm the big builder in the room, do I go down the management route? Do I quite set up my own? Do I keep on going on this route? Is there something, is there, do I set up a new desk? Like, well, how do you how do you piece all that together and what you should do from mm-hmm. this moment? Um, okay, well, I the management thing for me, I suppose, again, like before I got into this business, I've managed a team of 65 people. and yeah. um, I know I can manage a team if I want it, but I have no interest in that right now. I, I like billing, yeah. I like performing, I like knowing that. I suppose, again, another attraction to get into recruitment for me was the book stops at me. My destiny yeah. is my own. Um, you know, I my my previous job to this is dragging hungover teenagers around sure. to try and get them through a day. You know, I, I, I like the fact that what I do, I benefit from. Yeah. So I suppose that's why I haven't gone down the management route. I think I could, but um, you know, right now it, it, it doesn't make sense. But to me, I, I genuinely what motivates me is filling jobs, is being given a job and filling it. And, and to be honest, sometimes that could be a, a junior job, sometimes a yeah. senior, and I might get the same kick out of it, for want of a better word, but it is, it's, you know, if I know that there's loads of other recruiters working on it and I'm the one that fills yeah. it, I'm like, hmm. So, so we establish a focused, obsessive, <laughs> yeah. competitive. Yeah, with myself, really, not really with other people. Yeah, so well, are you a bit of an island? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Is yeah. that kind of like in everybody else is up doing their KPIs and kids uh, kids down doing podcasting? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I I I think I um I've I've always wanted to. I, I said I would could see myself running my own business. I come yeah. from a family. My dad owns his own business. I've always been really interested in hearing about people mm. running a business and I and I think I I kind of look at this as my own, as yeah. my own thing. And I suppose my, my salary, my you know, the, the whatever the, the billing and I look at it as right, these are my overheads and this is this is me then. Yeah. You know, and I do, I look at it, I, I take it really personally. Yeah. And you know, even in the office and the people I work alongside they're working for Urku. I want to hear them talking to hands and clients in the right way because I also work for yeah. you know, and I think I. So, yeah. so you like, you're really successful because like you're really good at control. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like you're good at controlling your process, mm-hmm. your founders, your clients. How do you deal with like the new people who are coming in and mm-hmm. you're here and you kind of hear them talking like that? Is do you, do you have to kind of go off and go to a client meeting now or? No, I'd, I'd say to them, you know, I would, I'd have no problem saying, and I think I have tact, I'm not, yeah. you know, I, I, I people have Shout out this tact, don't you shout <laughs> Zero, zero tact. <laughs> I think uh, people upstairs might say otherwise, it depends what day you get me, but no, I think it, it's all for the greater good, like I would yeah. always say, you know. The greater good, Kate. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd always, if I, if I felt someone could benefit from advice, because I would always say it. I'm okay with being given it, but sure. advice, I think. Yeah. Uh, how does Dara manage you, given, like, you, you've made it pretty clear. Yeah. I'm into money. Yeah. I'm into this. I want this. I you want this. But think, I'll do it. I'll give you this. I think Dara manages me. Probably has managed me better than anyone has, yeah. has managed me before. Not that I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm hard to manage, but Dara understands how in the business what motivates different people and what's important to them yeah. and, and how to get the best out of 
someone and um, I have like I naturally have really strong work ethic so you know mm. he doesn't need to tell me to work harder he yeah. needs to manage how I work sometimes and and I suppose that's a, like I've, I've I've learned a huge amount and I think you know he will in a in a really roundabout way kind of point out things I can do better and, and it definitely works but I think what he's really given me is like I'm I'm not 22 starting a recruitment, I'm 32. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, working in an adult environment is really important, you yeah. know? Like sometimes it suits me to start later in the day and finish later in the day because I want to go to the gym in the morning. And to be honest, I actually work better a bit later in the day as well. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a morning person. And um, like, you know, when I was going away for a couple of weeks, I said to Dara, is it okay if I work over Easter? Like I'm gonna work the weekend and, you know, I'll be able to get loads of people on the phone, but I'll yeah. also save a few holiday days you know everyone's everyone's sitting at home and they'll answer the phone and you know he's like absolutely yeah of course why you know whatever works and so it's a it's a really adult environment and there's a lot of flexibility but but it's there's a lot of trust there I think and is that earned 100% yeah like I never say I never walk away going God, I feel guilty. I should have worked harder this week. You know, I think. You know, I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, he definitely knows what motivates certain people, and for me, he knows it's the, the longer game and the, the 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 big money, not the immediate yeah. wins. Yeah. <laughs> how do you see? How do you get from the point where you're at now, which is really good, mm. to making really big money? Have mm. you got a have you got the plan in your head? No, and I suppose that's where, like, I mean, for me, because I think the area that I am recruiting in, you know, there's only so much, there's sure. only so far I can spread myself, and I don't know how. As one person. As one so. person, yeah. Um, it's either get more people or go into yeah. a higher discipline mm-hmm. area. Like I have uh, Lisa in the office works alongside me. She also does other uh, stuff for the office as well, like yeah. you know marketing and stuff. And and um, she would help source on roles for me. But I suppose even that, I think I I couldn't double what I do now. I don't yeah. think. And um, yeah, okay, I could go bigger fees and and but then there's several processes. And I suppose I I don't know. I I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't figured that I out. I haven't figured that out just yet, but I will. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. Um, so you've listened to the podcast yeah. a few times. Yeah. Um, have any any of the guests inspired you? Yeah, I, I mean, what I would really be interested in, and, and even when I kind of go scroll through, I always look for women, firstly. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that there's probably less women at a senior level in the business than, than men. Um, but I've always been really interested in, in women who've been really successful in recruitment. Um, Do you know, it, it came up today again, because mm-hmm. I had uh, I had uh, Elaine from Barbara, who was amazing. Um, I struggled to get female guests to come on and tell their story. Um, Is that because there's less no, females? Okay. No, no, just like, look, the guy, the guy set up a business. He's, he's done a couple of deals. He, 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 he reached out to me. <laughs> Let me come on. Like, I mean, and I will have to, like, uh, I had to ask you three times. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And uh, it, I, I don't know what it is. So. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because I suppose, uh, like, that is, that's who I'm interested in hearing from. Yeah. Well, my wife, I can't get her on. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, but no one wants to talk hear us talk to each other about stuff. We need a guest, like a guest podcast interviewer to interview yeah, me. Yeah. We need yeah. someone to do maybe, that. Maybe Kate will interview. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, maybe, not 
not me. I don't <laughs> no, but I think, I suppose what I want to hear is how, you know, women have kind of overcome certain obstacles yeah. at, uh, throughout their career. Um, and, you know, I, I do think, maybe I shouldn't say, I think we're more tactful. I think that we should be. We, women are because I think we're more, more emotionally intelligent generally and, and I think you know we would probably careful now don't have an opinion <laughs> don't have an opinion um, but I think not always but I think you know I know I suppose I I, I think I'm emotionally attached to my candidates not that men aren't absolutely not but I, I think I'm emotionally attached and I really want to see them do well you know and um, honestly I do and I get great like I, I really love when I face someone and I see them doing well and they get back onto me and they're like, thanks Kate, you well, know. On the opposite side, Kate, how do you deal with when they double cross you or not do what they're told or don't place them or like are you able to just park that and then move on with the next? You have to be able to. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Oh, I can't. That's why like I, I do a lot of the operational stuff for us mm. versus the day-to-day -day kind of recruiting because I get so emotionally invested in them that then you know quite rightfully a candidate is looking after their own career that's yeah. that's what they should do but when it's not what i need them to do I, it's like a heartbreak i i can't deal with it you know what? i actually i'm i'm so about the right having the right person in the right job that if it's not right for them i believe that someone else, that there is someone else there and i actually i think at the start because i was thinking about how much work i've put into this and how you know right i how good i think they'd be in the business i found that difficult at the start yeah. but then i quickly realized when i was dwelling on that for the last eight hours my competitors were ringing everyone else in the market trying to fill that job so i suppose i kind of quickly I, i'm a real until it's on the dotted line and the commission check is in my bank, it didn't happen there. Mm. So I, I, I suppose that's... I, I try and celebrate little wins um, and I move on within 10 seconds of stuff not working out. Like, mm. unless we've been... It's a long it's, process. Unless, yeah. And it's tough. We, we have a lot of stuff that doesn't work out. I can imagine. You know, yeah. Yeah. moving people internationally and all the rest. And because you're probably approaching people who are maybe not active as well or everyone is active to a certain extent yeah and everybody thinks they have the balls to go to LA and start again and, and, and they all think they're good enough but really they're like there's a lot of comfy wee blankets out there mm. not earning much money but you know life safe and, and all the rest mm. so that that's a that's a big risk it's not for everybody and then when they don't I, I feel disappointed for them I had a chat this weekend and I was like you're making the wrong call but it's your call, it's not mine. Yeah. And I'm not in your shoes. Do, do you ever find that they come back to you six months later and say, I, I should have made that move? No, I, I have a lot of lads that say, I can't, I can't, uh, can't move abroad, I've got a girlfriend, mm -hmm. and we're pretty serious. I get them coming back to me, single no, make that happen. Okay. Uh, and the same with women as well, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, that relationship's over, what can you do? Yeah. And, Circumstances have changed, yeah. But usually, unless they have that balls to make mm -hmm. a move, it's, it's... Do you know what the other thing as well, though, is I've also been in a situation where someone has taken the wrong job and, you know, it, or I've seen people take the wrong job from them and they've come back and it's actually more work than, it, than it's worth is putting someone or someone taking the wrong job and you have to backfill. It's, luckily, it's happened yeah. to me. Literally... In my time, 
very little. It, it really has. We, we, we just give the money back. Yeah. Like it's, it, usually it won't happen mm. in, in our world because the time they pay, their, the time they pay us, they, they get three month guarantees, mm. now they're done. And if they're moving internationally, there's a lot of checks and balances. That's it's a true. bigger move for them. Yeah. Locally, I don't know. I think in rec to rec, if they're going to move, especially in the, in the local market, they're going to have to really, like it's going to be a considered enough move. And we rarely see a, a back out, unless it's maybe somebody who's come up from a lesser discipline into something else, and then they're mm-hmm. giving it a go. Company knows they're taking the gamble. We kind of know as well. But the, it might work out and it might, mm-hmm. and, and that happens in hot markets. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I think now, I, I think what I've kind of get, what I try and do, especially the market that I work in, it's really, really fast moving. Yeah. Um, and I kind of what I say to a client is what I try and do with candidates get a, is get a sense of what they're looking for before presenting with any opportunities. Because and yeah. um, I work in, a, in the newly qualified accounting space mainly that would be the, the main area and then up to kind of a senior level but what I would say is that candidate could work on all of the jobs that I'm working on yeah. now I need to find out what suits them and why rather sure. than send them out to 15 places and not turn up to half the interviews because yeah. they've got a job and you know so I suppose getting a sense for them in, in Dublin is it location is it salary what's most important what do you like to do what do you not like to do on a day to day basis and, and then okay right let's join this I can tell you four jobs and then you can have three interviews and you'll get one them great rather than I suppose it, it I suppose at that level it's it's it, for me in the, the, the because it's the selfish thing maybe it's like I don't waste too much time yeah I've all the administration outsourced yeah the, the rest of the team do it mm. so I'm not too worried about that mm. but the, the longer we've been doing this the more I've narrowed it from 10 in one market to four within each niche yeah mainly because I know the guys and the ladies that can really close the candidate they can impress upon them mm. uh, some people kill me mm. they just they don't do some recruitment firms just can't sell what they do and and i know they do it but they can't communicate same with clients though you know um and you kind of go and we we take a walk around the building and it's some really small things like i met a client the other day and they have really good change of facilities and you know hair straighteners and hair dryers and i was like that's that's something you want to tell your candidates about. That yeah, they can right. cycle in and still get ready for work when they get there. Like, I mean, it's funny. There are things that people really care about, yeah. you know. And they could be the little thing that might push you over the edge on location if you're traveling, you yeah. know. So I suppose I always look for them things. But I think also, you know, what I've always I've tried to do is build a good client relationship that I can pick. I I try and have a good understanding of the type of people they hire. And generally, I work with the same clients over and over again. So I get a good understanding of what the team looks like. So then I can pick up the phone and say, I met this person today, I think you should meet them, rather than waiting for two weeks. Sounds like you've got a forensic map Mm. of every client set that you're Mm. you're working with. I try to. I I mean, if you're- Is it getting easier the longer you're in the desk? Definitely. And that was one, actually, uh, one reason why I nearly left recruitment. Um, About nine months in, and I remember looking at one of the guys in the office and he had these clients calling with these jobs and I remember thinking, this is so unfair. I have so much candidates, but I have nowhere to place them. Mm. Because I was struggling with BD. I was struggling. I was in recruitment, whatever, six six to nine months. No one knew me or us. And I I was struggling to get my foot in the door. And then, you know, I was kind of like, there's nothing I can do here anymore. But then eventually, once you get in and you 
as I said, prove yourself, then they'll come back to you again yeah. and again. And then what grows to that is your own confidence and how to sell candidates to clients and why. And, and, and that's definitely helped. But there was a stage there where I kind of felt, oh, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. Do you get headhunted often? Um, yeah, I would get contacted quite a bit. What type of approaches? Like, are they phoning you after that? I've had some interesting ones. Um, some of them are really just, you know, because they all know you, like it's a small marketplace, mm. really, like, isn't mm. it? Yeah, no, it is definitely a small marketplace, I think. I, I would come up against the same companies over yeah. and over again, for sure. Um, but I've had some, uh, you know, it depends what day they get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rainy Monday. Um, no, I think... Um, I've, I've had some interesting ones and it's kind of talking about a warm desk and some of them even it's ready to go. But for me, to be honest, a, a big part of for me is knowing that I have the flexibility yeah. here that I think I'd, I'd find it hard to find elsewhere or be comfortable with it elsewhere because you know you've built up the trust mm. no like see if somebody like if you join somebody and you were like look here's this you know, I work from home at this but time. I wouldn't do it this is the thing yeah. I wouldn't be comfortable going in somewhere and saying yeah. I work from home this day this day and this day because I would have just a guilt because oh. I because I'd want to prove myself yeah. so you know I'm I I also want to prove myself to Dara to my client to my candidate yeah. and I want it I want to please everyone so I don't think I could you know it depends I'd, it would have to be yeah, I'd have to know what I'm going into. I know then down the line I can get certain things. But I think, um, yeah, I think anyone who's been in recruitment for longer than a year is going to be headhunted. Um, That's a rule we go for. By Delta Star Media Partners. Yeah. Um, but no, I think uh, definitely. For, for me, I, I know at one stage we spoke about kind of management and, and stuff, and um, but for me, I think billing suits me and that's what I enjoy that's what I like I like the relationship management on, on all sides at the client and the candidate side that's something I'm really interested in I think it's my definitely my strength rather yeah. than I think I'm a good manager but I don't think I could do both as well as I want to do both okay so perfectionist yes 100% okay. definitely yeah okay. well look you've been an amazing guest thank you you sound thanks like you're way better at recruitment than any of us will ever be <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> It's lucky Dara, hey? Yeah, well, you, I, I definitely think target people coming from food and beverage, retail, and uh, yeah, definitely. Right, <laughs> um, thank you so much. Thank you, great chat. Well, a massive thank you to Kate for coming on the podcast. And to be honest, she was absolutely ambushed into it. We uh, we said to her, "Oh, come on down to the kitchen and uh, and have a co- have a coffee here." Dilton, Charlotte, her, and Dara said to her, and uh, <laughs> and she came down, and uh, we kind of just said, "Oh, here, sit in that seat, put on those headphones." And she was a great sport, and she just really gave it a go. So, um, yeah, it was really a really great interview. I love how passionate she is about it and how into it she is, and that she would listen to this podcast because she wants to know what's happening out there in the world. What are other people doing? What can she do to make herself a little bit better? And she's just into the subject. And I think that obsessiveness is what sets her apart. And, uh, and yeah, just big thanks to her. She's a great girl. Really appreciated her time. And hopefully we'll get many more people like her on the podcast. 
All right, guys. So that's it for this week. And we will be back with lots more podcasts. I'm very busy with the podcast right now. I'm firing it right up again after a nice little break over the summer. So I hope you're enjoying it. If you are, let me know. And uh, it's always appreciative. Feel free to reach out to me anytime on LinkedIn if you're listening.